podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm joined by SJAM's Adam Morley. Just want to thank him for making the time because it was only obviously a couple of days ago, which was a, a huge disappointment, of course, for Team Joyce. Um, seeing him suffer his first professional loss. You text me, yeah. Adam, on the Sunday saying, uh, amazingly, he's got no fractures uh, in his eye. Uh, all the checks yeah. at the hospital went well. So his health is is okay. You can confirm that. Yeah, his health's good. Health's good. Omar. Um, no broken bones. We were there till late Saturday night. It was obviously really distressing, but no broken bones. You know, the juggernaut remains in one piece. That's good to hear. That's the most important thing. And And mentally, obviously a very tough, night and weekend for him how's he doing mentally have you spoke to him much yeah he's good i haven't spoken to him so much spent a little bit of time together after the fight and it's tough to take it's tough to take a loss isn't it and especially someone like joe who's a born winner who really he's never suffered a defeat in the professional in the professional ranks obviously he got a silver medal not a gold medal but that decision against tony Oka was a questionable one and yeah tough to take and i think as a team and for joe we're going to review every single detail of the camp and come back stronger Adam, um, yourself, obviously Joe Joyce is the main guy who's getting in the ring. Uh, Queensbury have done a fantastic job in getting him into this position of WBO interim champion. Um, he didn't have to fight Joseph Parker uh, last time out. He was already the WBO interim champ. But looking back, it was a, a risk worth taking because it was on pay-per-view. Manchester Arena was banged out and Joe's profile really rocketed off that knockout of Joseph Parker. Now, if he'd gone and beat Jilai Zhang on Saturday night, we'd be all be saying the same thing. Oh, fantastic move. Um, he goes and beats another world-class fighter. His profile rises even more before he gets his world title shot. I know, in hindsight, it's easy to say this, but was that a, a poor move to take the Zhang fight, Adam? Everyone's got their opinions on the move. And ever since we managed Joe for six years, everyone's had an opponent, a, a, an opinion on every opponent, right from Ian Lewison in his first fight. Was that a step too far to Zhang now? I don't think it was a mistake at all. I think it was the, it was the right opponent for Joe. It's the right way for him to showcase his talents. You know, Joe and us believe he can beat anyone in the world. We still do. Like he, he lost on Saturday night, fair and square, but we believe he can beat anyone in the world. So Zhilei Zhang was just a step on that road. And also, you've got to think about boxing more generally. You know, Joe's not in boxing. I said this during the week. He's not in boxing to protect his record just so he can get a world championship. He could, he got the WBO interim. It was WBO number one since, you know, last year. And, you know, what should he have done? Waited for 18 months, not for Parker, not for Zhang, just fight different people. He wouldn't raise his profile. His profile is at an all-time high now. And the Warrens have done a fantastic job with Joe Joyce. He packed out the copper box. Not that many British boxers who can fill a venue like that now. And his profile continues to rise. And it's because the public realise he's a man who will take on anyone. Have you had any discussions with uh, George Warren since the loss? Yeah, we've talked about we talked about a couple of things. Nothing certain, but you know we were both involved in the process of the Zhang um, fight, and we've had a couple of kind of more contractual legal discussions about what next for Joe. Um, just technical discussions. Of course, this is entirely uh, Joe's decision whether he wants to activate that rematch clause and I'm sure there haven't at this point been, been any discussions with Joe uh, because you know he's just obviously recovering from Saturday night but in your heart of hearts what do you think the big man will do do you think he'll activate it 
yeah, I think he will activate it. Whether that happens tomorrow, whether it happens later, I don't know. But I think Joe Joyce will want to avenge that defeat. I know Joe. I know Joe thinks he has the beating of Zhang. I personally think, although obviously Joe lost the fight, had it had it not been for the eye, had it gone twelve rounds, Joe would have come out. If you look at the stats, Joe's Joe was throwing a hundred punches around. Okay, he wasn't landing with all of them, but his punch stats were going up. He threw forty punches in the first round. I think. 113 in the fifth round and then going up and Jangs were going down. I think into the later rounds you would have seen Jang more static going backwards and I think Joe would have got the win whether on points or a late stoppage. Now it's all, you know, if Spots are maybe. He lost the fight, fair and square. But I think in a rematch the same things will happen. I think Jang will start quickly and fade and Joe will get faster and stronger and Barring an injury like that, Joe will win the rematch. Adam, is there a, a potential situation where we could see the rematch take place in China? I think everything's possible. I think everything's possible. I don't, you know, without speaking out of turn, no one's, we're not mandated to go to China. But again, Joe will take on anyone and he wants his, he wants to be someone who won't back down for a challenge. And if, if Zhang has 80,000 people in the bird's nest and um, they want to bring Joe Joyce there, we'll look at that. You know, we're not, I think the great thing with Joe is he's not worried about things like judges and officials and referees. He believes in himself. And yeah, we'd, we'd go away to do that. But likewise, we'd also do it back in the UK. And I think it would be a bigger fight than the first fight, actually, if we did it in the UK. Yeah, it'd definitely be a huge fight. I think that goes to an 0-2 fight, potentially, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think... I think the first fight, boxing kind of hardcore fans liked it because it's two big guys who walk to the centre of the ring together and you're going to get, you're always going to have a great fight with Joe Joyce, always. Yeah. Um, I do think, yeah, probably probably move out wider. Joe's profile is bigger now and there'll be more people interested in that fight. So maybe it moves to the O2, yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm guessing there's a, the possibility as well. I'm talking to you about this rematch as if Joe does it next there's a possibility where he has a fight in between and then potentially activates that rematch called with Zhang? Yeah, look, everything's on the table. I mean, obviously, we had a set of plans that we're going to activate it if Joe won that fight. Those plans are not what they were. And now we're looking at this. It's different. But ultimately, the WBO mandatory will get called around the end of the year, December, January time. That's my best guess. Um, who's sick? Dubois will happen, I think. Shortly, they've called for purse bids, whatever. Um, say that happens July. Then after that, the IBF will order theirs. Then they'll have to be set the date, probably towards the third, fourth quarter of the year. And then I think the WBO will be looking to call that probably late fourth quarter. And I need Joe to have it back by then. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, I know this is not your department. This is Ishmael Salas's department and the, the training team. But... I will ask you as his manager, there was a, a lot made about his weight. Obviously, he was a stone lighter mm. than when he fought in his last fight against Joseph Parker. Do you think that played a factor on Saturday night? Look, I think a lot has been made of it. I think when Joe fought Daniel Dubois, he was 258 pounds. And Dubois is a huge puncher, as you know. You know, we went in as a team with a specific game plan. and We were unsuccessful with it on the night. You can't say we were successful. Do I think it's all down to the weight? No, of course not. Of course it's not down to the weight. Not, not solely down to the weight. Could that have been an issue? Yeah, something we'll be looking at. Um, I think it's quite a simplistic 
way to look at the fight to say, oh, Joe Joyce was a stone lighter, that's why he lost. You know, when you have a loss, I think you've got to look under every single stone and every single crack to work out what you can do better. And if we just say, do you know what, Joe, just put on a stone and rematch him, I think that's not doing the right service as a manager. But look at absolutely every single part of what we did there and think, how can we do it better? We saw his weight and uh, a lot of people in boxing thought, you know, Zhang's a big puncher, which he is, and Joe's going to approach it like he did with Daniel Dubois, where, look, we know Joe Joyce isn't uh, the most fluid of movers. He's not a Tyson Fury who, who's, uh, you know, slipping and sliding shots at will. But in that Daniel Dubois fight, I remember him, you know, offsetting Daniel's shots. Daniel couldn't really land much. He had sort of a, yeah. a jittery, awkward movement, Joe Joyce, and it was hard to land on. Um, he just didn't seem to be bothered like what Zhang was throwing at him. Zhang was landing at will. And and Joe, the whole thinking about, you know, the stone light, I thought he'd be he'd be trying to offset Zhang's uh, backhand and, and sort of be awkward, but he just come, kept coming straight forward. Did that surprise you about Joe on Saturday night? Yeah, we had <clears throat> we had specific plans in place for all those, all the different eventualities. And sometimes it just doesn't go to plan. You know, you can you can prepare for all sorts of things, but Joe's an experienced enough top, top level professional that he can adjust in the ring. And he was adjusting, but credit to Zhang. You know, credit to Zhang. There were things Zhang did that we didn't expect him to do. And it's very easy to just say, oh, Joe Joyce's defence. Well, I've heard people say things like he, he didn't even spar southpaws. He wasn't ready for the backhand. It's like, it's not... You know, that's not true. That's doing a disservice to Zhang. Highly skilled Olympic silver medalist boxer was getting to Joe Joyce early and was figuring him out and getting to Joe Joyce early. We know what Joe's skills are. He is a little bit of a slow starter. But you watch watch what happened in that fight. Do I think he was ahead in the fight? No, I don't think he was ahead. I know someone scored him ahead. But yeah. some judges like activity. Joe landed more punches than Zhang in the fight. So some to some judges like activity, and Joe's very, very active. Joe would have come into that fight later. You know, sometimes you need to see the whole picture to make a decision. And had John Joe gone through 12 rounds, won a decision or a late stoppage, then A, it might be said it was a good opponent, and B, the tactics and the weight might be said to have been a good call because he was lighter and and therefore had more endurance. But because it got stopped because of the eye. All those decisions are called into question, rightly so. We took the L and we've got to accept it. But, you know, you really only saw half the picture of that fight. Mm. I've seen him, you know, get hit flush by Carlos Takam, Joseph Parker, Christian Hammer, big shots. <laughs> and he just keeps coming forward. He's like a, a bigger version of Gennady Golovkin in his prime, you know. Um there was a moment uh, where Zhang, was it the first or second? I can't quite remember. Second round. Was, yeah. second second round. Um, and you could see his leg sort of went and he and he took a backward step. Now, this happened with Bryant Jennings as well when he into the body, but it was just, it, was, it wasn't as bad as, as the moment we saw in the second round on Saturday night. Did that concern you a bit, Adam? No, I think that punch would have failed most of the heavyweight division, I think. Absolutely getting hit flush by Zhang. He's one of the biggest punches in the division. Didn't concern me. Yeah, Joe did take a step back for sure. But it didn't stop stop him coming forward. It didn't stop his punch output. You know, it had no real lasting effect on him. And, you know, one thing Joe was saying to me when we were on the way to the hospital, he was so frustrated. He's just like, I can do 12 rounds now. You know, he felt fresh. He knew he could keep 
you know, could he have done another six rounds? Of course he could. Zhang would have been going backwards and probably would have been static by round 10. Joe Joyce could have continued and continued in there. So, yeah, that's... I mean, I haven't actually directly spoken to Joe about it, but, yeah, he was at least stunned by it and took a backward step. I agree with that. But his chin didn't crack. You know, his chin didn't crack. His eye didn't crack. He's still the juggernaut. He's still pretty much unstoppable. The only reason it stopped was because someone else told him he had to stop. Mm. He didn't give up. He didn't take a knee. He didn't get knocked out. He didn't concede. He didn't get pulled out by his corner. The referee did it to preserve his health, but it was the right decision. But he's still unstoppable. Mm. I think that is an important point, even though I'm sure you admit as his manager, it was a poor performance from Joe and, and the levels he normally sets, that the you know, the um, the aura around Joe is still there because I think, what, 90% of top heavyweights would have got dropped by Zhang on Saturday night? Absolutely, with that punch, hitting as, as flush as that. Yeah, they would. And, yeah, if you're scoring that performance and we're talking to Joe about it, he's not happy with it. We're not happy with it. But even with that performance, he would have beaten Zhang if it wasn't for the, the blow-up of the eye, even with that level of performance. But... I want him to be having nine, eight, nines out of ten performances. We can beat Usyk and Tyson Fury. Mm. Um, that's what we're aiming for. So had Joe won that in a, you know, late decision, we wouldn't. We would have would be a much better position than we're in now. But still, I wanted to make the improvements or suggest improvements that we can going forward. I think I know the answer to this, but people will still want to know your viewpoint. Um, people like me, many other uh, media outlets across the fight week were talking about Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Alexander Rusik to Joe Joyce, as you would do naturally. Um, he wasn't overlooking Jang, was he, Adam? Not at all. Not at all. Right from the start of camp, we took this as, as, as if it was a Tyson Fury fight. So for anyone thinking he overlooked it, not at all. Joe respects the fact he was an Olympic silver medalist. When we were saying this is a tough fight, we weren't just saying to hype it up. We knew how tough it was. We watched what he did against Ergovic. But having said that, did we think, do I think, or did Joe think Zhang's as good as Tyson Fury? No, we didn't think he was as good as Tyson Fury, but we still had to prepare for it, just like we did the Parker camp. We prepared for it as though it was a top world level fight. And that's how we prepared for it. It was not overlooking him at all. I know you said um, if it wasn't for the eye, Later rounds, Joe gets stronger. And we've seen Zhang fade at times um, as fights go on. So you believe, and I think a lot of people actually believe Joe would have got the W in the end, even though it was a tough, tough night. Um, in the opening stages, though, if this rematch happens, I'm sure he's going to approach it differently, Adam. Yeah, look, I mean, that's not a conversation for now. It's a conversation, you know, to be had with Salas and with Joe and for all of us to analyse the tape and, and look at it and... Yeah, from a boxing strategy perspective, probably change things up a little bit, yeah. Mm. Okay, well, uh, just to, to round off, for all those people who are saying, oh, Joe's done, even though he's only had one loss, one bad night at the office, what have you got to say to those people, Adam? Look, I think time will tell. He's he's the juggernaut, he's unstoppable, he's unbreakable. And the only thing that can really stop him is something like, you know, that injury occurrence that occurred to him, he didn't put in the best performance of his career. He will next time because everything will be on the line for him to get that world championship mandatory spot back. 
so he can challenge for a world title. Joe Joyce will be back. And to all the people saying he's finished, he's a hype job, just wait and see. Hopefully, I'm sh- and I'm sure the juggernaut will be back very soon. Adam, I do appreciate your time because I know it must have been a, a cup tough couple of uh, 48 hours but um yeah yeah hopefully he comes back stronger and uh, we'll speak soon and thanks for your time he will do with mark thanks top man sports social podcast network